Oh boy, here we go for the post-Valentine's show. I hope you don't have a hangover in the wallet. Man, let's uh, get into today. Uh, today's going to be a bummer show. You know why? It was a bummer day for dudes yesterday. It cost you probably a lot of money, or or if it didn't, it cost you a lot of heartache in the sense of, Why don't you spend money? You're so cheap. I want $500 flowers and diamonds every Valentine's Day. Yeah, but I've been with you for 37 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that doesn't matter. Oh, man. One day I'm going to reveal. I'm about two years out from the big reveal on the stretch show of what's been going on for the last uh, couple of years. And it will be a doozer. You will be like stretches a G or an idiot, one of the two. But we'll get into that soon enough. Not my story to tell just quite yet. Right now we are going to talk about motocross. I got a depressing interview today. It's just a bummer. It's the first time I've ever been in the press uh, uh, conference recording everything and looking and going, damn, this is depressing. I feel bad for this kid. That's Nate Thrasher, who we've got the last year's Nate Thrasher big 49 number plate hanging on the wall of the studio that we look at as we crack the microphones and do our show every day. We like that kid. It's cool of 49. He's granted he's number 29 now, but uh, we like that kid and we got an interview with him coming up in mere moments where you're like, dude, that kid got hosed, man. He got absolutely hosed. Can't believe how close that race was that he lost out to <clears throat> with Hunter Lawrence. What a bummer. I, and, and he's a g- great kid, and he wrote his ass off, but we'll break that down with him in a few, few minutes. You can hear that. I got the Hunter Lawrence interview I'm going to do tomorrow. That thing's a newser. I'll get it out. It's going to be in the Moto Minute. I'll reveal part of it today, but man, there's, there's a part in there where you're like, huh... I got a couple stories I didn't get to yesterday. I'll try to get to them today. One about that United Airlines flight that we never heard anything about in December. Took a nosedive. Everyone on the plane thought they were going to die. We'll get into that one. I had a massive public service announcement, especially day after Valentine's Day. Did you use some boner pills last night? Well, you might die. Also, I read what's happening with these boner pills. And I'm leery now that Moto Man may try to give me some. Not because he wants to do weird crap with me. No, no, no. He knows better than that. It's because he's trying to kill me. I think Moto Man will be like, here, Stretch. Uh, drink this drink this uh, energy drink, and he'll like have something mixed in it. And it'll be a boner pill, and he's trying to take me out. I got more stories. You know, uh, my fallback plan financially for the Big 49 is cocaine smuggling. And when I can't uh, get it going, I look at all the stories of people that that are moving the product and how they do it and how they get caught or ways they get in trouble. I'm finding most of them that get caught are really, really dumbasses. Like, there's some major buffoonery going on when a lot of these guys get caught. I got one of those stories today. And I'm like, well, I won't do that. Uh, I also have a story about how Canada handled the big balloon story that's going around. We're going to get into the balloon story today, but I'm going to tell you, Canada handled this 
publicly to their public way better than the United States did. Way, 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 way better. Also could be that maybe their buffoon in charge is less of a buffoon than our buffoon in charge. Could have a lot to do with it. But I like what they said, and I'm going to listen to Canada now. And then I got a psycho crazy lady coming out of Green Bay. We're going to get into. She was in court and went all loked out gangster OG set tripping bangers, which she did. The man urged. report! Stretch talk about his days working in addiction treatment centers. He'll tell you that all addicts are liars, and Bam Margera is both an addict and, well, he's being called out as a big fat liar by none other than Priscilla Presley. Just days after the death of her daughter, Bam was at her house, and you're like, why is he hanging out with Priscilla Presley? That's an odd pairing. Well, it ends up he's really good friends with her son that she had from another marriage, and he was at her house. He then posted video of him being at her house and then later showed some people some stuff that he says Priscilla gave him that all belonged to Elvis. Well, that made its way to social media. Priscilla's come back and said, that dude is a liar. He was at my house. He's friends with my son. He's never being allowed back in my house again. I didn't know he was filming anything, and I damn sure neighbor never gave him anything that belonged to Elvis. He is a liar. So next move's yours, Bam. Time to come clean and tell the truth. All right, this is a new thing, and I'm already sick to death of it. Apparently, some celebrity came out wearing giant rubber foam boots that are like something that you would see from freaking Super Mario would wear. And it became a thing, and it caught on. And now all these idiots are doing videos with them. In fact, it even made it showing onto the WWE last night when Seth Rollins rocked a pair of them to come out into his match. These things are everywhere, and celebrities are wearing them, and they say they're selling for $1,000 a pair. They're giant foam rubber boots that are like cartoon-sized, and people are rocking these things, and I want to punch them in the penis. Alright, first it was spy balloons, and now China's getting caught flying a spy satellite, which you're like, well, we all got spy satellites up there. Only theirs flew over Hawaii, and then it shot down green lasers and shot a grid across the sky. It only lasted for a few seconds, but of course it was caught on camera, and they have now traced that back to a Chinese spy satellite doing God knows what over Hawaii. Way to go, China. You guys are a roll. The Man Entertainment with Stretch. Big 49, it is Stretch, and right now we're going to go up to the podium and talk to a guy up on the box who is not incredibly happy right now. His name is Nate Thrasher from Star Racing Yamaha. Uh, Nate had a hell of a week this week. Compared to last week, Nate, let's just go over that first of all. Uh, Last week, you know, you had the struggles, and then this week you looked really damn good, and you had this race all the way up until the final lap. So what was the difference? Was it just the start? I know you got a much better start this week than last week. Is that the only thing that was different for you uh, going into tonight where you look so damn good and so fast? Uh, Yeah, I would say mainly the start, like you said, except that. But last weekend I felt good all day, qualified good. Uh, My heat race was good. Didn't get a great start in that either, but – my lap times are good all day. It just uh, came down to crashing in the main event. Um, you just can't go down uh, that early in the race. And you're just buried back. And then I was charging back through and coming back up. And I should have just stayed where I was at. And uh, I just kept charging and uh, overriding a little bit and went down again. So after that, it was just kind of over for me. Uh, I did the best I could with what I had. But 
Yeah, I felt the same this weekend. I felt good all day. Um, just just executed better. Uh, that's what yeah. it comes down to. Um, I have the speed. Uh, just got to execute a little bit better. All right. Uh, let's talk about tonight, man. That was a cat and mouse game. You were playing with Hunter all night. I know you had you know Hunter all over you. You were dealing with that. He was making up ground. You were dealing with a wet track. You were dealing with lappers because you were up front most of the race. Was it a bigger deal dealing with the weather, the rain, or, or what was your big issue? Uh, no, honestly, I was just kind of locked in. Didn't okay. even really know it was raining that hard. Uh, just was kind of pulling tear off, so a little rain here, a little rain there. But, okay. uh, yeah, I, I wasn't really focused on the lane. I was just kind of locked my laps away, and uh, right. I felt like we, I was keeping him pretty good. He, he was catching me a little bit. I was getting stuck behind a couple yeah. lappers, and he'd catch me a little bit. But I felt like I, the pace was good. Um, I just uh, – the lappers, it's always harder when you're going through them first. I mean – that's kind of what it comes down to. They don't know you're there. They're in the race of their own, so it's, it's not their fault. But it just when you're going through them first, they don't know it first, so it, you kind of surprise them. Yeah. And uh, the lappers didn't help me tonight, but you just got to be a little bit better. If I had another second uh, lead, uh, that wouldn't happen. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, we'll just go back to the drawing board, just try to get another second. The starts were good, so that was a big positive. We worked really hard this week on that. So. We'll come out next week and swing it. All right. Now let's talk about that last lap. I know this is a tough one to, to swallow, especially right now uh, having it just happen. So here we are. You're looking back at it. Now anything you're replaying in your head, are you wishing in that last turn you would have went to the inside line instead of the outside line? I know there's things that are going to haunt you about tonight, even though it's an overall great success. Uh, uh, what are you thinking about th that you know that line choice in that final turn where he was able to get that pass oh uh, yeah i mean it, it's tough yeah. uh things are coming at you so fast you're trying to make the best decision you can um trying to win the race and yeah. it's you can look back on it now and uh dissect it and maybe i should have done this maybe i should have done that but I, I gave it everything i had not so I can't be too mad about it. So, um, yeah, we'll go back to the drawing board and just got to be a little bit better next weekend. All right. Now, as we were watching it, I'm in a room full of knuckleheads here at the 49, and everybody's yelling, that was dirty. There was some bumping, bumping rubbing. There was a lot going on contact-wise between you two in that final lap especially. Uh, do, do you walk away from that thinking, man, this was some dirty dogging or I got dogged, or do you think that's just good, clean racing? How are you looking at, at that final lap between you and Hunter? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a tough pill to swallow. Uh, you, yeah. you lead uh, 17, 18 laps or whatever that is and, yeah. and don't win the race. But, yeah, I mean, uh, we've raced together for a while now, and uh, he's yeah. a good, clean racer, and I feel like I am too. So we always have good races. So, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, uh, if you got to get beat, at least uh, he didn't clean me out. Oh, man. Uh, it is a tough pill to swallow. Congratulations to you for the big step up between last week and this week. I know you've got a little bit of time off now. We're going to go back to the 250 West next weekend in Oakland, and you'll get it dialed in even more, and I can't wait to see you come out and battle uh, with Hunter just extra hard at the next round. So congratulations to you once again. Uh, a great race. The fans, you put on a hell of a show, and we'll talk to you soon. I am Stretch. This is the Big 49, your home of Moto Rock Extreme. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. And finally, the AMA has done something about their Jason Anderson problem. We've all seen him go toe-to-toe -to -toe with Justin Barsha several times this year, at which point Justin Barsha's been taken out aggressively. And guess what? That's how the AMA saw it. 
They decided yesterday in the penalty report that Jason Anderson will be placed on a six-month probation. They say it was for aggressive riding, and believe me, if he does it again, the fines are coming, and the points are going to add up, and it's going to be a whole issue for Jason Anderson if he doesn't keep his nose clean from this point on out through the rest of the season. Shout out to Justin Barsha, who's equally kind of an aggressive rider, but hasn't managed to retaliate at all this year and has kept his nose pretty clean. So we'll see if Jason Anderson can do the same moving forward. I am Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 4-9. My name is Stretch. I do it all for the nookie. Yeah, that's what I do. I go old school. Remember Limp Biscuit? One of those groups that got so popular that they got massive pushback and massive hate and ended up becoming a negative. And then they came back around, and that's what happens. Hell, even Vanilla Ice came back around to cool eventually. And you're like, dude, that was the biggest song ever that had the massive, most massive backlash ever. And then he came back around to being ironically cool later on. It's happened with Limp Biscuit. Shout out to Limp Biscuit. All right, right now I gotta tell you, I'm playing the nookie because. It's all about the nookie. And if you were getting your nookie on last night for Valentine's Day, you thought, oh yeah, I'm gonna get lucky, so let me pop a little uh, a little boner pill and I'll be ready to roll. Well, bad news! There's a nationwide recall alert on a male enhancement pill after the pills were found to be tainted with unapproved drugs. So look at your boner pills right now, even the ones you get from the liquor store. Uh, if you took them from a company called Volt Candy, and the product is called Prime Zen Black 6000, the FDA issued a warning saying these products can cause a significant drop in blood pressure that may be life-threatening to adult males with diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, or heart disease. I have all of those. I have every one of those. Moto Man's going to try to give me one of these boner pills and kill me. He's going to do a hostile takeover, the big 49. You're going to hear, hey, it's Moto in the morning. What's going on? I'm here. Running around with my wang out because Stretch is dead. I can do that now. Yeah, they say the na- uh, all of these capsules were sold nationwide online. The product is on a black card with the name Prime Zen 6000 printed on the card. According to the National Institute of Diabetes and Digestive and Kidney Diseases, a couple of the uh, medications inside these pills that were unauthorized are phosphodiaterase products, and they say they're used to treat erectile dysfunction, but they also show that Uh, They've been associated with rare instances of clinically apparent liver injury. So you can be taking this boner pill thinking, you, look at that. Blue steel cat couldn't scratch it. This thing's massive. And now look, voila, you're dead because you had the heart disease. And by the way, if you got boner pills, there's a chance you've got all those things. That's why you're getting boner pills. You're like, oh, dude, my willy's not as uh, uh, wonker as it used to be. I should get some boner pills. Then you go get them, and then you realize you've got medical conditions that cause your your unhard wonker. And the next thing you know, bam, you're dead because you were taking boner pills. It's a vicious catch-22. Don't be dead trying to get a boner. That's a sad story of males. Uh, let's see. 
it'll kill me? Well, how quick will it kill me? Can I take some and not die? Like, guys will do that stuff. You know why? Because we're stupid. Very, very stupid. Man. Alright, coming up here in a little while on the show. If you missed it yesterday, we'll get that Cooper Webb interview back on. And also, if you missed any of the Moto Show on Saturdays, which is our race coverage of Supercross, you can catch that in a vlog that's posted up on our website. You can go to Big 49 and you can check that out. You can get the Stretch Show podcast. I may have effed up the Stretch Show podcast yesterday. I record everything I do on this show in a really, really high, high quality uh, sample rate and, and, and what's called flack is what I record in, so it's really, really good. But that uh, makes the files way too effing huge for me to lock into uh, most of the podcast. So when I, when I burn the podcast, if I don't set my settings back down to MPEG to a low quality, you can't take that huge file and load it. So it might have got kicked out of some of the places you listened to it yesterday because I know I did not do that. I'm in a rush, shockingly, at all times because I have no effing life. I sleep, I get up, I effing work, I go back to work, and then I come home from work, I take a little sleepy sleep, and I start working again. So the second I leave to go to my real job and the second I come off my real job, I sleep. There's zero life for me during the week. And then on Thursdays, I work 31 hours straight every Thursday. It is a grind that no one in my home seems to appreciate, that's for sure. But anyway, I digress. I have got hopefully this show up there. I'll see what I can do. I, and I can't go back and fix mistakes because I don't have the time or I'll miss part of the show today and then I won't have anything up for tomorrow. We're plugging away here to 49. I'm going to get to 60 listeners sooner rather than later. I'm taking over the world one listener at a time. And I don't care if you're on the podcast or you're on the radio, whatever it is, just listen. Spread the word. Tell your friends, listen to this idiot. He's a big fat jackass. I'm going to listen and listen to him have a rant on the air one day and maybe have a grabber and fall over dead on the air. That's what I'm hoping for. That'd be awesome. By the way, speaking of crazy in the news, I didn't have this on the docket, but I did see this headline today. And it went over two kids who were little kids that survived. One survived the Sandy Hook school shooting and was a student at, at a another school that had at a high school in effing um, Michigan where they had a a shooting and then they had another kid yesterday that had survived the another school shooting who ended up being a student at Michigan State so two of the Michigan school shooting students had already survived school shootings early in their life that's effing nuts that is nuts man and you're talking therapy twisted. If you get in a school shooting period, that fear and that PTSD may be with you forever. Imagine twice in your life. Freaking insane, man. All right, let me get into my next story. Oh, I know. Let's talk about that airplane that happened in December. A little flight. A little, little flight. And by the way, it looks like it was Operator Air. The Joel dreaded Operator freaking error that almost put that plane in the ocean we'll talk about it next i'm stretch happy humper it's the big four nine the reason
reason aliens are keeping a low profile? They're afraid Stretch and Buzz will eat them. 49. Big 49, it is a Stretch show. You know that's awesome. Flying like an eagle. Flying like an eagle to the sea. This story's not about that. This story is, a story is about flying like a United Airlines flight into the sea, or damn near into the sea. And it was pretty covered up. I don't know how the story's just now getting out, but apparently on December 18th of last year, United Airlines uh, had a flight taken off out of Kahului Airport in Maui, Hawaii. And it's headed over to the mainland. They say the plane took off. Everything was fine. And it uh, started, you know, it's making its climb to where it's going to get its cruising altitude. You know, your pilot says, uh, Ladies and gentlemen, please remain seated with the seatbelt security fashion until we reach our cruising altitude, at which point our eye may turn off the fastest seatbelt sign. Thank you. Thank you for flying United. Oh, yeah, I'm about to kill you now. So, sit tight, buckle up, bitches. And that's what happened. They think. So the flight's taking off. It's cruising. It's a beautiful day in Hawaii. Every day is a beautiful day in Hawaii. Shout out to Hawaii, my happiest place on earth. I love Hawaii. Especially Maui, my absolute favorite place on the planet. I would live there if I could. I love the people. I love the Hawaiians there. They are awesome. I've been there dozens and dozens of times and I absolutely love that place. So imagine that, you just had a nice vacation in Hawaii, or maybe you're a Hawaiian flying into the mainland trying to get off the island for a little bit. Gotta get into some cold. Going to San Francisco, gonna go shopping. So you just heard that lovely announcement from the pilot, you got your seatbelt on, you're cruising up, everything seems good. Uh, and then, I guess about halfway up through your climb, as you're getting way up there, suddenly your plane nosedives. For 45 seconds, the plane descended at 8,600 feet per minute. And so it dropped about 10,000 feet close to, let's just give it that. They say, now there was stormy weather around Maui that day, but the airline was able to get a hold of all the instrument data, run through that black box, see what's going on. These pilots pulled it out before it slammed into the ocean and got it back up to its cruising altitude. They say the flight reached just about 2,200 feet before just taking a nosedive. Boom! And this happened in between radio calls to the tower. So the pilot's like, uh... Hello, Control. This is United Jump Jump Bar. We are climbing our, uh, uh, to altitude 35,000 feet. And... Uh, clear skies. We have uh, passed up over the storm level. <sighs> Everything's good. Next call comes back on. The pilot's like, holy crap. Oh, God. Hey, what's up, Control? Huh? What, 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 do you, what do you mean? Well, why'd we leave the radar? What are you talking about? Yeah, they, lost, they, they went off the radar. They, they dove all the way down to the deck. They say the people on the plane not only thought they were going to die for 45 seconds, but... The plane received uh, 2.7 times the force of gravity. It was pulling some G-forces because it was coming down so hard. And then when you pull back on the stick and right that bird when it's diving like that, 
you really get the freaking G-forces on you. It's crazy. So when you're going in an airplane, and I've done both, and when you're going in an airplane and you're going straight up and then you nosedive it, it's amazing. You get zero Gs. You get full weightlessness at the apex of that crown of the climb into the descent. And you're like, damn, that's pretty badass. And, and it's the coolest feeling ever. And I've got to do it in small planes before. The opposite is true when you're diving down and then pull up. At that point, you get not only the force of gravity, but you're you're getting double, you're getting G-forces as you're pulling up. Now imagine doing that in a passenger jet. Imagine that horror of knowing you're about to die, the wings are probably gonna snap off and you are done. Granted, they build those things to survive that kind of crap. But they say the plane uh, got up, landed in uh, San Francisco. They checked it out, and then it flew on to Chicago that same day, so the plane was fine, even though it pulled some massive Gs, and I'm sure it smelled like poo because everybody crapped their pants. I couldn't imagine something like that going wrong on a plane. I also couldn't imagine the gnarly turbulence where people's heads smash through the ceiling. Or like a window pops off, or something like that in the sky when the plane doesn't crash and everyone doesn't die. But you were sure you were gonna? I couldn't imagine that. So that happened. December 18th. Shout out to United Flying to Friendly Skies. Is that still their slogan? Because on that plane, it was flying to crappy skies because everyone on the plane had diarrhea and crapped all over the seat in front of them. G-forces just sucked it right out of their booties. They were already clenching. They were clenching hard, trying to hold them in, thinking they were going to die. Then when they pulled back and the G-forces just sucked the poo out of everybody. It was a, like, like a zoo, like just throwing poo like monkeys. Only it was accidental coming straight out of your butt. If you were a lady with a skirt on, you were spraying four rows in front of you. If you're a dude, you had some britches on, I hope. You could have been Moto Man just naked under the blanket because that's how you roll. But I don't know. That's a terrifying thing. Makes me not want to fly. If I never fly again, I'd be good with that. I know I'm going to end up flying again, but damn, it's I hate it. I'm too big and it's cramped and people are a-holes and you get sick on that plane. Seems like every time you fly, you get a cold or some crap from some a-hole on there. All right, coming up next, let's talk about uh, somebody that was a bad cocaine slinger. You know, I like to talk about the cocaine because it's the backup plan of the Big 49. This thing uh, uh, doesn't get to where it needs to be financially. That's what we're going to have to do to support it. We're going to have to slang them. And I follow these stories, and I got another person that was very bad at slanging. I slang at cocaine. That's what we're going to do. Not doing it yet, feds. No need to investigate this yet. I told you, I'm going to tell you what I'm doing, it, and you got to stop me. You can't stop Moto Man on the Honda 70 cutting through the trails from the border all the way to the East Valley of Los Angeles. Off-road only. How's that happen? Oh, boom. And remember, we're radio people. We all know Mount Wilson good. Once he gets up there and drops down Angeles Crest Highway, comes right back down the valley. Bam! Where'd he go? Where'd that dude go? Where'd that little bald dude go on the freaking Honda 70? I don't know. But he had 37 kilos of cocaine on his back. That's what's going to happen. Going to get into this next. I'm Stretch. It's the Big 49. Big, big, big. The 
Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. You guys, you want to see what things look like at the Big 49? Now you can go to the Big49.com and check out the Moto Vlog. It is the video of the show that we do on Saturdays while we cover the Supercross. And it's mostly Kyle and Jason, a little bit of Moto Man in there. You can hear Stretch, but you can't see him because he doesn't like to be on camera and he's not in the studio with those numbnutses. But it's everything that happens in the studio all day long. It's pretty fun. Go check it out at TheBig49.com. I'm Stretch, another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49 is Stretch Show. Right now, we're going to talk about cocaine. Cocaine smuggling. Still haven't made a good contact yet with the Mexican drug cartels. But we will when the time comes. Right now, I, I got to tell you, though, this is probably never going to happen because the Big 49 is growing like a mofo. Big 49 is spreading like the plague. It's like 50-something listeners now. Come on. Can't be stopped. I'm a freight train rolling down the tracks. Going to take this thing from worst to first like my old pal Scott Shannon used to say. Take this itty-bitty radio station, which is not a radio station at all, but a streaming broadcast ball of technology marvel and I'm gonna run it through run it down everyone's throat and up their butts and however they want to take it you pick the orifice but it's coming 4-9 but in the meantime I gotta get a backup plan if you don't have a backup plan you're not really uh, you're not a smart business guy well this guy hey slanger hey slanger cocaine and he's rolling, rolling down the highway, down the 300 block of Kingsley Road in Allentown. And he's rolling up on, on an accident scene or something. There's uh, five mark patrol cars, an ambulance, emergency lights everywhere. And this dude just comes and just smashes into all of it. Just smashes into not all of it. His name was uh, Jimmy Phillips. Jimmy Phillips just rolling out. And he smashes into the emergency vehicles. You're like, well, what, what, what's going on? So they get the 39-year-old out of his Mitsubishi Outlander. It's a nice car. That's a good car to slang in. Because the 5.0 may not know you're coming. They may be like, oh, it's a Mitsubishi Outlander. It's not like it's a G-Wagon. Not like it's a U-Haul packed down with cocaine. So that's what they were thinking. But no. No, no, no. Mr. Phillips, he's rolling out. He smashes into the emergency vehicles. They get him out of the car. And they realize he's intoxicated by alcohol and controlled substances. He was then placed under arrest. And then they searched the car. And they found baggies of cocaine and marijuana in the vehicle. Yeah. Hey, slanging. At least that's what they thought. So that's what they charged him with. Following the seizure of the vehicle and the search warrant, uh, they also found a stolen firearm inside. So you're driving out down the road, you're slanging. You should probably be keeping your nose clean, so to speak, and be sober and have a legal vehicle with everything on it, like make sure the lights are all working. You should have a vehicle inspection. That's what I'm gonna do at the Big 49 when we move our cocaine. I have a vehicle inspection list for our drivers. They're going to get out, make sure the tires work. We don't want to get a flat tire while we're out there. I might even put run flats on our tires. 
then I'm going to make sure uh, all the headlights work and the brake lights work and make sure they use their turn signals and they operate safely, but not too safely. If you're too safe, you get on the radar of the popo, but if you're aggressive, you get on the radar of the popo, you got to drive just right. And on that checklist is do not crash into emergency vehicles on the side of the road while high intoxicated with our cocaine in the back of your truck and a stolen firearm. In fact, we'll have no firearms. We are not that kind of operation. We're good guys. We're just slanging for, it's just business. Say, so go, that's another bad guy. That's another guy that got caught because he is stupid. You're driving around with cocaine in your car and you crashed into five emergency vehicles. Yeah. Good luck on that, Mr. Phillips. That's bad. That's all bad. All right, up next, I'm going to go back to... Well, I got to go back to Mr. Cooper Webb if you missed that interview yesterday. But right after Cooper, I'm going to come back and tell you the balloon talk, but the Canadian version, where I kind of like what they had to say. It wasn't like America, where we got generals that can't rock the mic and morons in the White House. Talk about this next. Cocaine. It's the Big 4-9. You're listening to the number one rock radio station in the world. Moto. Rock. Extreme. Big 49. Big 49. It is a stretch show on a hump day. Right now we're going to go up north. We're going to cross the border. Going to go into Canada. Shout out to my Canadian homies. I love the Canadians, man. There's some good dudes that were down with the stretch show when we were on Sirius. I just got to get back up there. I got to infiltrate the Great White North with the Big 49 version of the stretch show because it's available there. And what's weird is back in the day when Sirius and XM merged, Sirius was available in Canada, but XM was not. They did not have the proper licensing. Now it's one company, so it's all up there. But the Canadians loved uh, the Sirius XM and they were cool and I dug them and I really got to uh, know a few of them over the course of my time on that Sirius XM platform and they were all nothing but cool. So shout out to those guys. Right now I'm going to tell you why the Canadian government who's ran by a buffoon just not as big of a buffoon as ours I like what they're doing. These dudes they addressed the balloon thing. Remember the balloons have been all of them have came over Canada into the United States and back and forth, every single one of them. So, you got the, what appears to be, according to the official report, is that the Chinese are spying on Canada and the U.S. Remember, Canada's part of NORAD, and we work with them collectively. It's not, hey, it's the United States, it's Canada. If something's happening up near the border they will scramble jets from either or and they will go into each other's territory to protect their neighbor canada probably the best friend the united states of america has militarily on this planet and a shout out to them i know some dudes from the canadian armed forces salute to you respect for serving your country but so now we get the balloon thing going on and we know that they've been shooting them down and so they do an interview with the officials in Canada. And I don't know, their answers are just better. They say, you know, first they address the NORAD agreement, why American jets are shooting things down over Canada. And then they say the second thing Canadians should take away from this, uh, that 
there's three balloons and only the first balloon so far they're trying to they're saying don't blow things out of proportion they're saying only the first balloon was attributed to the Chinese. The Chinese claimed that balloon. The other ones, no one's claimed yet, and they haven't recovered any of them yet to tell you what was what they are or where they came from. They say, but something is going on here. They go, we don't have any proof behind it, but we're going to have to see once we collect the you know, intelligence and see what, what those things were. And they're saying, you know, we're spotting these things more and more now they're flying with more frequency or is it that the military is just now taking action and specifically looking for them and then they say well that's both we were screwing up before we stepped it up say part of this is uh, you can now detect more now that they've slowed the radars down to detect slow moving objects and you're going to be now in a position to take more action so you do take more action they say, but all these in the time frame is a little odd. They also think that it's pointing to a concentrated, coordinated effort by one of our adversaries to garner intelligence information over a critical infrastructure of North America, that being Canada and the United States. So then the reporter asked him, should Canadians be worried? And what do they uh, do with that worry? They say, well, don't be worried. You don't have anything to worry about. The military is on it. They say you need to be less naive and more astute. They say the veil's been lifted off your eyes, so keep your eyes uh, wide open, especially when it comes to China and Russia, which is most likely what all of these things are coming from. Then the guy goes on to say, but I've directed our forces on many occasions to go up into Canada's very far north to fend off the Russians due to encroaching on our borders. And they're not there to look at whales. He says they're there to conduct the precursor to actions of a military strike. He says, don't be worried, but don't be naive. Be astute and know that the times we're living in. That's very common sense. Um, he says, now we heard the jokes being cracked at the White House yesterday. And they tried to tell people that there was no alien connection. Does, uh... That signal to you that maybe the communication around this and the response time around this could have been better, like they're making jokes about it. And he goes on to defend America and not slam us for being a clown show and says that we have a complicated relationship with China and we've got to gather every bit of information before we can do anything to China for this and involving, uh, you know, whatever the hell we're going to do to them. We're not going to do a military strike, but we're going to put sanctions on them, I would imagine. And the guy just goes on and on and on. He also says, I can tell you all of these were balloons. Every single one of these were balloons. He doesn't know where the UFO thing came from. He said even the ones that had odd shapes still had ropes hanging off of them because they were balloons. And at some point they were tethered to something before they were, were released. And he said, just be alert. Know that these are not from another planet. These are not at all alien spacecrafts of any sort. And they are just balloons being flown by one of our adversaries and once we recover them we'll tell you which adversary it was there you go bingo wrapped it up no joking about aliens and muddying those waters no yeah it was weird uh shape so we don't know what it was no it was a balloon and when we got him close to it with our fighter jets we saw it was a balloon and we shot it down it was a different balloon and a different shape balloon and we haven't seen a balloon that looked like this before but it was a balloon voila 
no aliens, no UFOs. But Canada, I, I don't know if they're as dirty as the United States government at hiding the UFO topic from their people. Or have they been a little more open about it, just going, yeah, man, there's crap up there and we don't know what it is. United States government's always tried to be the big dog, trying to, ho, oh, 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 look at my giant dog. There's nothing in the skies we can't control. Oh, yeah, except that. Oh, and that, and that. Oh, and then there's a Chinese balloon that flies across our country and takes pictures of all of our military installations and we let it happen. Yeah, that wasn't a good look, Joe. But there you go. That's the difference between America and Canada. They got a guy up there that had the answers. He told you exactly what it was before even recovering it. They know what it is. No need to worry, but, you know, be alert. Don't be afraid to pick up the phone and you see something in the sky and say, hey, man, there's something weird up over my house. Are you getting this? Maybe maybe you'll spot the next spy balloon. So he says it's Russia or China. And never doubt either of these two for their uh, crazy stuff. The last part of the report is the part I find the best. He's like, hey, you know what people really need to be worried about? Is Chinese hacking, Russian hacking. Their cyber warfare is 10 times more detrimental to us than these balloons flying over. Like these balloons in best case scenario are gonna intercept some communications and take some photos. Their cyber attacks are nonstop, every day, all day, government sponsored, and they are brutal to us, and that's what we should really be worried about, but we're not talking about that. We're talking about these damn Macy's Day balloons that floated away. Hey, look, Underdog's got a camera on him and he's flying overhead. Yeah. So I, anyway, shout out to Canada. I like the way you handled that. It was way better than the way we did it. Just cleared everything up. I'm stretch. Stomach four nine. Big, 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 big. The big forty nine moto minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Looking for some good moto videos? You know, there's two dudes that we absolutely love at the big forty nine, and that is the Wageman brothers, RJ and Robbie. And they've got their beef jerky line, which you hear us talk about a lot. It's called R Jerky. And now they've got a YouTube vlog, so you can go over and check that out. Remember, these dudes race, man. They go to Arena Cross. They are Supercross racers, both of them. One of them rides for Bar X Suzuki. The other one rides straight up Privateer, and they fund their moto habit, if you will, by selling beef jerky all over the place. And we love those guys. So go check out that vlog and help out the Wageman brothers. I'm Stretch. Another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big Four Nine, it's a stretch show on a hump day. Right now, we're going to talk about a gangsta bitch, a crazy gangsta bitch. This Apache gangsta bitch. You don't know nothing about 1992 really bad hip hop with awful clothing. But Apache knows about a gangsta bitch. So, we're going to tell you about one now out of Wisconsin. And by the way, this chick got the coolest name I've ever heard. Her name is Taylor Shabiznes. That's her name, Shabiznes. That's her last name. Taylor Shabiznes, 25 years old. Sitting in jail right now. Had a trial on Tuesday. And it went bad. She's um, charged with first degree intentional homicide. Plus mutilating a corpse. And third degree sexual assault of the corpse. The uh, man she killed. His name was Shad uh, Therion. He's 25 years old. This was back a year ago. Last year. Authorities say she strangled him at a home in Green Bay. Think she didn't sexually abuse his body and then dismembered the body and left parts of it all throughout the house and in a vehicle. Shabiznes has pleaded not guilty. 
They're like, what's your business, your business? And she's like, not guilty, bitch, because I'm crazy. I'm a gangster, bitch. That's what she said. And they were like, what? She's being held on $2 million bail. But this story gets better. She shows up in court yesterday with her attorney, who's got a great name too, Quinn Jolly. You know, fat, jolly Quinn Jolly. Yeah. He tells the judge, hey, my client's crazy, and I need a couple more weeks to before we can start this trial. He was just trying to stall the trial because he needed some more time to get her defense ready because, well, she's crazy, and she's pleading she's crazy. You know what happened? Judge said, fine, we'll give it to you, but I'm sick of this trial being moved. And then shop business got all up in Jolly's business and attacked him and bit him and started beating the hell out of him. Her own lawyer. I bet you Jolly's not so jolly today. He got effed up by a crazy biatch. By a crazy biatch. Who is a gangster gangster. Who killed a dude. Sexually assaulted his dead body. I don't know how you do that. Because I don't know. Does, can a body have a boner? Like what'd you do? How'd you sexually abuse a I'm very interested to know how she sexually abused a dead body. I really need more details in this story. I want to see, I want to see the after school special. She's like a YouTube star. Taylor Shop Business. That's her name. Shop Business. Mind your business. I'm just killing this dude and raping his dead body. What you, you better mind your shop business. I'll, I'll chop you up too. That's what she said to the camera when they were filming her. Man, I like this story. It's got everything I like in a, in a story. Got a crazy beat. And she sexually assaulted a dead body. And I don't know how you could sexually assault a dead body. I really don't. And if you're a dude, I get it. If you're a dude, you could bet. Maybe she banged him. Maybe she put a strap on on after she strangled him and she just plowed him in the keister. Because I don't think a dead body could have a boner. I don't know. I've never messed with a dead body. Never been around a dead body very much. Um, maybe she put a cock ring on it. or I, I don't know. I got a penis pump, pumped it up, and then strapped it down, and then tied it off, and then rode that thing for all it's worth before she chopped it off and dismembered him. And then how do you sexually assault something and then dismember it? I, I'm, I'd be very grossed out dismembering a body. I mean, if I see roadkill in front of my house, I'm going to call the city. I don't want to pick that gross mess up. That's disgusting. Blood and guts is gross. I don't want to deal with it. This is crazy. So anyway, Taylor's your business. She's going to need a new attorney probably because Jolly's not so jolly. He got effed up by shut business in the court. All right, coming up next, in case you missed it, saddest interview of the week. We're going to talk to Nate Thrasher, who came in second in the 250s in Tampa. And damn that poor kid, man. He had it, and he lost by one one-hundredth of a second. That's what he lost by when he got passed right there at the finish line. Talk to him next, right here on a Big 4-9. Big, big, big. The Big 49. Moto. Minute. Brought to you by LBZ. Tomorrow on the Stretch Show, there will be an interview with Hunter Lawrence of the HRC Honda team, where he's asked about the aggressive riding he put down at the Supercross on Saturday in Tampa. Remember, he took out Michael Moseman. He was bumping and grinding and doing all kinds of fun stuff with Nate Thrasher there in that last lap. And we ask him about it, and he brings up a point with the Michael Moseman situation where he says that kind of started in practice before the race even started, and he blames Michael for it. So you'll hear all that in the interview tomorrow morning with Stretch right here on a Big 49. And another Moto Minute brought to you by LBZ is coming up one hour from now. Big 49, it's Stretch, yo. Gotta get up out of here, man.
Time to go home. Shout out to Nate Thrasher. Shout out to my BFF, Cooper Webb. Nate Thrasher's fast, man. Nate Thrasher looks really, really good on the 250 East State View in Houston. Had a couple spills and then had that thing in the bag until he didn't on Saturday in Tampa. I look for him to be a contender all season long on that 250 East squad. Also, I didn't get into it. I got in a muddle minute, though, today. Uh, Hunter asked about his dirty dog riding, and he kind of dimes out Michael Moseman. And because uh, he did a hard pass and he put Michael Moseman down, Jet did that once before. Michael Moseman ran his ass down and just K faded him immediately in the next heat race. You're like, oh, dude. But here we are. Now you got a little bad blood with Michael and Hunter, it looked like, after Hunter took Michael out. But then there was a little backstory to it that you didn't get and we didn't know before. It just happened between riders. No cameras really rolling at the time. No one really watching them. So we'll get into this. This is a Bruin. But it's funny. He then mentions specifically, this will be in the interview tomorrow when we talk to Hunter. He mentions specifically that uh, you end up getting in a tit-for-tat BS situation like Barsha and Anderson. And by the way, in another Moto Minute today, you find out Anderson got walloped by the AMA yesterday. So, and, and, and Barsha is Michael's teammate, and Michael rides aggressive like Barsha. I love Barsha, though. And he hangs it wide open. I think Hunter rides the same way. So, can't really cast stones when you're in a glass house, just like when Barsha, or when Anderson went off on Barsha a few weeks ago saying... He's a bitch because he does this all the time. He can't complain. But Barsha wasn't complaining. That was his point. He's like, what do you mean? I didn't complain. I didn't say anything. It's just racing. It's just good, hard racing. And now, Barsha, though, shout out to him. He's really kept his cool this year because Anderson has collected him a couple of times and dropped him. And he's not retaliated. Got a feeling that's why the AMA stepped in yesterday. All right, I'm getting up out of here. I'm going to come back tomorrow. I'm going to do the Wednesday show. In the meantime, check out the podcast, Google, Amazon, iHeart, wherever. And the Moto Vlog is now up, too, at Big49Radio.com, the video from the Saturday shows. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Till then, God bless you all, and God bless the United States of America.